0: Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for the Netflix original film, Nimona. Something, 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 we win. Hey, it's Nate, and if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geek Centric, a podcast celebrating the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geek Centric. This is our spoiler-free review for the Netflix original film, Nimona. Special thanks, as always, to our friends at Netflix Canada for inviting us to see the film, uh, but also allowing us to attend a really wonderful event where we got to screen the movie and then also get to talk to Ted T, uh, the lead animator uh, from DNEG Studios. Uh, and uh yeah, it was just such a lovely time, but listen, joining me for this spoiler free review we've got the we've got we've got the jaunty jackalope jester who's now a jaguar his name's justin
1: <laughs> hello,
0: <laughs> cool like a
1: jaguar, yeah, I like but it. also
0: a jackalope at times justin I feel yeah a jackalope sometimes is pretty beast. fitting yeah <laughs> yes, yeah, a exactly. mythical beast, absolutely yeah. uh shifting right beside him we've got Darcy, the dancey, delightful dolphin. I don't... Why a dolphin? You'd rather be a dragon. I, <laughs> yeah. Literally, he's got the smoke coming out of his mouth right now. I'm like, ah, and then I he went it. with
2: One of the most rapey sea creatures out there. <laughs> like,
3: oh, my God.
2: I'm sorry. That's all I associate with dolphins with now, and I never want to swim with them again.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: poor dolphins. Uh, and she's been making moolah to get married, which means she's been missing, but she's not a monster. She's Megan... The Mighty Magical Moose. Yes, I'm so ha-
3: Oh, a moose. I like the moose. Um, Canadian, sure. I'm right? happy to be back. I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a while, so I'm excited to talk about this specific yes. movie.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, before we get into things, um, you know, we kind of... This this whole experience with Nomona, we've sort of tackled as a, as a big team here uh, and kind of done different things. There's some really exciting stuff that we're going to tell you that Justin's done uh, near the end of the podcast. But um, yeah, Megan, Darcy, and I we had the opportunity to attend uh, at the TIFF Bell Lightbox uh, a screening for this movie and got to talk to Ted T and 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 kind of um, learn a little bit more about the ins and outs of the animation behind Nomona, um, and we kind of. We kind of snuck into a, a secret after party somehow. I don't even know Oops. how it happened. Um, but they were so lovely and so kind to sort of just let us ask a few more questions. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a lovely time. Did you guys have fun? Mm-hmm. Oh, great time.
3: An absolute blast. I mean, I, it was <laughs> a little like awkward, because, you know. We weren't supposed to be there, but yeah. it, it was pretty cool. Ah, you were supposed to be there.
1: They, were in, they invited <laughs> you. We were supposed to be there, even if, like, look, we're talking about it right now. So that's the beauty of it. So that's I'm so it. glad yeah. you guys were able to to actually go because it sounds really cool. You know, especially having someone who is a a key influence in the animation side of this movie uh to help bring it to life and boy has this movie been on a journey so uh for it to to actually see the light of day is is a true testament to the creatives that that have steered the ship and and said you know this has to be seen and has to be oh my god yeah
0: yeah absolutely um so let's get to the synopsis if you don't already know what namona is Um, when Ballister Boldheart, a knight in a futuristic medieval world, is framed for a crime he didn't commit, the only one who can help him prove his innocence is Nimona, a mischievous teen with a taste for mayhem, who also happens to be a shape-shifting creature uh, Ballister has been trained to destroy. But with the entire kingdom out to get him, Nimona's the best—the uh, best, or technically the only—sidekick Ballister can hope for. Uh, and as for the lines between heroes, villains, and monsters, uh, sorry, and as the lines between heroes, villains, and monsters start to blur, the two of them set out to wreak serious havoc for Ballister to clear his name once and for all, and for Nimona to. Just wreak serious havoc. Uh, Directed by Nick Bruno and Troy Quain, Nimona is an epic tale about finding friendship in the most surprising situations and accepting yourself and others for who they are. Based on the National Book Award-nominated New York Times best-selling graphic novel by Andy Stevenson. Uh, The movie stars uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, Riz Ahmed, Eugene Lee Yang, Francis Conroy, Lorraine Toussaint, India uh, Moore... Julia Torres, Julio Torres, Beck Bennett, RuPaul Charles, Sarah Sherman, and is now playing in select cinemas and will be streaming on Netflix June thirtieth. Um, so we're gonna do, we're gonna tackle this the way we always do with uh, what worked and what didn't, and I really feel like we're gonna take some. Uh, quite a bit of time in the what worked category with this movie, just based off of when we, when we went to go see him, we're all buzzing, uh, and Justin's been buzzing since April on this. Yes. Um, oh my this... God.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like
1: you were saying, Nate. Uh, you know, we we've, we've all kind of divided and conquered uh, with 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 covering Nimona And back in April, while you guys were at Star Wars Celebration, Netflix Canada actually invited uh, us out, but I was the only one that could attend a special presentation, uh, which included watching this movie, uh, and the presentation revolved around up and coming. Animated features and and series that were going to be hitting Netflix between twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. So, like you're saying, I've been itching to talk about it. I'm so glad you guys have have finally seen this movie and you know what's great about it. I'm just I'm stoked. I'm so stoked. I'm I'm excited, yeah. man. He's
0: jumping like a jackalope <laughs> over here. Um, I mean, this is an eleven year old story that has uh, the movie. Which, you know, Ted informed us took eight years. Ah, uh, to get made. And thank goodness wow. it did. It went through uh, production hell, basically. Um, but uh, but no, I think it, honestly the 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 first place that I'd like to start off is is with talking about, um, I think it's an animated movie, The Visuals. I think for me, uh, the setting was was pretty fantastic and yeah. and pretty fresh as well. I love that it's both set in the future. And in medieval times at the same time, there was a moment where I leaned over to Megan and I'm like, they're, they're, uh, hover bikes are shaped like horses for no reason. <laughs> it was yes. so funny. Um, and I, I love that the, the future setting sort of helps ground the movie in our reality, but then the medieval setting helps ground the story uh, in a setting that's stuck in tradition, yes, which is really important exactly. for this story. And, and it really helps to kind of push uh, kind of our antagonist, if you will, yeah. um, throughout the movie.
1: Yeah, the world building uh, feels very intentional for those exact reasons of showing you what's possible in the future, while also showing you how people can be stuck in the past. And I think mm-hmm. that that's that's all intentional, and probably why uh, Andy Stevenson based it in that that world. Uh, but to your point, like the 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 world comes alive, man. Like it is so crazy to see. I, I was I remember watching it, just thinking like I don't think I can think of anything that's. In animated, that's been medieval and live action, or at least this this uh, committed to that. Uh, that doesn't mm-hmm. that is trying to make a sense of it actually being. Practical? Like I, I get it. Like yes, yeah, a, a hoverboard that looks like a horse, but it just makes <laughs> sense. But they're not necessarily overly comical about it. At times, it, no. it does kind of hit, but it's not purposeful. There's there's actual like commitment to that. Even just the way the structure of the of the you know the queen and and all the different parts and the knights and what their importance are, it all still fits and it serves to inform the larger narrative. Absolutely.
3: And this is where my like animation side of things comes in. The shape language that they used throughout this movie was beautiful. Hinting at the contrast of like angular shapes and like rounded shapes where usually more angular shapes tend to give off a villainous Mm. vibe and the circular rounded curved shapes are, you know, welcoming and warm. And the way they use shape language specifically for characters but also for the landscape and for the technological aspects of the movie was really evident but also flowed so well that you wouldn't really notice it if you didn't have that already at the forefront of your head. Um, But a contrast of shape language with Nimona, I thought, specifically as a character was really, really amazing to see because she had a lot of angular aspects to her, mm-hmm. but then had a rounded shaped body, but then was like it was that whole a little anti, a little hero. It was the perfect combination of the two.
1: Yeah, that that was entirely by design. I, I think purposely because it's literally to show what what does a hero, what does a villain look like? You know what I mean? I think that that's that's all meaningful. I also love the use of colors, though, too, right? Like, obviously, there's a lot of pink used with Nimona, but there's moments where in this movie she will add vibrancy and color to a scene but she'll also remove it and it's based on her emotions and based on what she's feeling and I think it's so insightful and thoughtful as you can see as to how they infused little elements that really do highlight the importance of her character uh, throughout um so yeah I think that you know with that color and shape definitely are are such a huge part of bringing this world to life.
0: Well, even down to the the eyes, um, there was a really cool moment during the chat afterwards with Ted where he he spoke about the fact that, like, um, I believe it's, it's Ballister has squares, more square shape in his eyes um, for the little, sorry, to f- clarify, the little reflection in the eyes that light makes, um, whereas Nimona is more of a triangle. Um, and it's it's one of those things where, like, again, even just from a standpoint of animation, Getting to watch this movie again from a narrative standpoint, it would be a great time for the jokes and everything and, and, the, and the, the beautiful heart-moving heart story. Um, but also, I think, to kind of catch those animation details is really, really cool. And especially how Nimona shapeshifts is just really, really, really well done. Yeah.
1: yeah,
3: And that was one of my favorite parts to listen to as a student of animation listening to a very seasoned animator talk about how they modeled her character to Mm shapeshift and the ability to do that and make it seamless but still feasible for them on that animation side of things. It's so much technology and work goes into just a regular animated movie. (laughs) So when you add aspects that make it more difficult for the animators, it's like it's so amazing to see that work. And I think, again, Nate, I mean, you snuck us in there, but it, it was really cool to be able to tell those animators that they did a fantastic job on this movie that's been in the works for a very long time.
0: Absolutely. And I think even from a standpoint of animation, like I think this movie succeeds in in animation, not necessarily from a technical standpoint, just but just from a standpoint of like how well the character's faces are animated and I know Darcy you would notice about Nimona's eyes and, and the way that like when she would get angry like kind of what what happened there
2: yeah like the the depending on the lighting in the in the scene sometimes her eyes would pop out more in the shadows and stuff like that and really reflect what's going on around and I think one of my favorite standout points in terms of animation was the character design and the fact that mm-hmm. they weren't afraid to lead into that cartoony aspect, where there are yes. times where they're stretching in in surprise or like their eyes go far wider than they should be, and again, that lends itself to to so much because. It it's not bound by these rigid aspects of character design. They're like, we can have fun with it. We can stretch them out to, you know, elevate these emotions or these jokes that we're trying to get
1: across. And I loved it. The character design was incredible. The whole thing looked so good. Yeah. I, I think the animation is just a testament to the confidence that this movie has. You know, it's confident in its look. It's confident in the world that it, it's building. Um, And and, I, and and like to to the point that you're saying, it. it's confident in being able to bring in those those references from other animated style genre movies to t- help tell its story and to help bring something new. Because I think, again, we may look at it and say, oh, this feels very like anime in some points, or this might have a very Disney-esque sort of vibe to it that's parodying it. Um, it all comes together to, again, inform the larger story and just help inform the idea that they are confidently telling this story. There is no lingering between it. I I, I think that it, it's it's it, it very much owns its look, it owns its look and it owns its design and, and, and it, it looks so good. You can only imagine what it looked like on the big screen because I have watched it only as a screener. So, you know, on the big Ugh. screen, it, I can imagine that it was pretty outstanding.
3: Yeah. And I just want to give a little shout out to the animation studios that worked on this. Yes. Obviously, we have Annapurna and d Studios working on the final piece that we saw. But there's an animation studio that I'm sure everybody's heard of called Blue Sky, Blue Sky yeah. that went under a, f- a year ago or two years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was
1: during the uh, during the acquisition of 20th Century Fox. It was yeah. During- because they oh, were under actually- actually- Yeah. yeah. Okay, was it, it during was COVID? During- yeah, COVID okay. was the,
2: what caused them to be shut down. Yeah,
3: And it they've produced so many fantastic animated movies that we don't even realize was Blue Sky. And one of the things that moved me a lot was in the credits at the end, they put every single team member from Blue Sky in the credits. And that was just such a beautiful way to honor the people who got this movie going.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I think with a movie that is is so um specific in in talking about you know being being your true authentic self i think it's important that it does recognize every single person that it it came from
3: Yeah. yeah
1: yeah i think uh you know kind of transitioning here to Another strength that this movie has and what I think really worked is exactly, exactly what you were saying. I think it's the message. I think this movie encourages viewers to sort of, as you said, Nate, embrace their true self, like just be who they are. Even if that means, you know, defying expectations or what people think is normal, it's, you know, it highlights the importance of individuality, uh, you know, self-acceptance, but like also just the idea of questioning things when you know they're not right. Do you know what I mean? Like when you mm-hmm. when you know that it's not right to actually challenge that. So I think all of this mm-hmm. is very relevant in today's world. Uh, people are constantly seeking some form of validation and they're struggling, and, and a lot of people are struggling with societal pressure. So I think this is all captured really, really well through the world, but also through the characters. Like through the like and the three characters I'm thinking of are obviously Nimona, uh Bal- Ballister and Ambrosius. I think that the three of them are very much a, a representation of all of that messaging in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you see how they all influence each other and their own personal journey uh, through this story. Uh, so I, I think that that is another huge strength that is to be celebrated and probably the biggest reason why this movie needed to be made.
3: Oh Absolutely. my God, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think to that point, the voice cast is... Mm-hmm. phenomenal. Uh yes. in this movie I think um Chloe Grace Moretz like just Nimona is so <laughs> immediately charming, lovable. So yeah. <laughs> immediately charming, so lovable, so funny. This movie is so funny Ugh. and 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 I would probably say like 90% of that uh is Nimona and and through yes. through Chloe's performance. Um yeah. I think I think with Riz uh you get a a a really sort of Again, this is kind of his second time, I believe, doing this stuff, uh, doing voice acting. And the fact that he's just, he's he's so comfortable in it. Um, I just, I thought he was fantastic. And then just Eugene Lee Yang, which was such a, that was such a surprising thing to sort of be like, there. wait, from the Try Guys? Like Eugene is in this movie? But also, absolutely Eugene is in this movie. And I love the sort of the behind the scenes that Ambrosius was sort of, Designed, I guess, based off of yeah. Um, they switched yeah. Off they switched of amongst
1: the pr- production. They, That's so cool. They decided to base the character look off of off of Eugene. But I think the the main thing that you know all three of these characters bring to their voice performances is is authenticity. Uh, yep. There is yeah. a sense of of real in them. Like in in Riz Ahmed's uh, uh, Ballister, he is so conflicted, and you hear it in his voice. He he lacks a sense of confidence. Uh, even this as a knight, right? Whereas then Eugene has a strong sense of confidence because it's forced on him, and then you have someone like Namona, who's the mayhem, the crazy, the the wackiness, and she ties it all together. She brings in the humor, she brings in the crazy. I, I loved that we really get to see multiple sides of her in this movie. Over the top, in your face, and then so, so like heartbreakingly honest and beautiful sincere moments and I, that range that she brought to Nimona uh and and the voice stunning it was absolutely great
0: yeah i want to give a quick shout out as well to beck bennett uh who plays todd uh, or oh my or, or, God. or toddius is his todd. name by the way <laughs> <laughs> so funny he's it's you know i i think it's not it's not easy to play uh, the fool and to sort of fall on your sword like that um and that's a, that's a knight pun but um i, I think <laughs> yeah i'd be the todd in our group i guess um but uh but no i i, I thought there was some really truly like nimona as i said i think was the the ninety percent. I think he he Todd definitely added a little bit more to that as he well. Just,
1: but you know what? Oh, though, he yeah. felt he felt very cliche, like Todd's character, like that tough guy who's like, yeah, I know I'm better than everyone. Yeah, he's a bro. And, and yeah, he's he a bro. He might as well but, have
0: just been like a Chad.
1: Exactly. But he, but like yeah. I think we can think of of other movies where there has been that kind of archetypal character, right? But what was mm-hmm. nice is that he he definitely served a purpose, right? And I think as a reminder of that tradition being stuck you know what i mean mm-hmm. like just being so stuck in its ways uh whereas everything else around him seems to be re- kind of reflecting change and wanting to see change um so i think that listen he, dude if he, if to he
0: wanted it. to say rhinoporos he would have said right <laughs> now <laughs> so good so freaking good um yeah i mean i all you know talking about things that we're hearing in the movie i think the soundtrack is also killer um yeah, oh there's it's such a it's it's one of those soundtracks that like i definitely want to as soon as they can get it out onto the the streaming i definitely want to download it because the, it's just such a punk rock like it, it the, the soundtrack is nimona in audio form like it literally feels like <laughs> yeah. that um and one of the tracks that i think i want to call out is uh it's called all right all right by sahara hot nights um and yeah it's just it's such a it's such a fun time and and i mean i i'm not i'm not one for sort of uh, dabbling in the the punk genre uh, as much, but this movie definitely. Well, there's
1: a there's to. an eclective mix, right? Like, oh like yeah. there was one song that I I was like I I don't like it was just it popped immediately when I heard it, and it, I think it's called Girl Like by Dope Saint Jude, and I think that it's it was it was such a in your face track to kind of kick things off, um, and then you get into these like really diverse like punk, and then we get a metric song later, and I'm like <laughs> I'm like that is wild. Like, there's just a little bit of everything underneath. And I'm glad that we didn't like have like, you know, I need a hero, which has been so overplayed oh my gosh. in movies or anything else. Like, honestly, like there's some stuff that's just been recycled from movie to movie. I, I like that Nimona's soundtrack seems to find some, something that's a little unique while also pulling it's in some of the more popular mm-hmm. stuff. It's yeah, Nimona. It's, it's eclectic. Yeah. It's it's yeah. different. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got breaking the law by Judas Priest at one point. Like, yeah. That was the last thing <laughs> I was go. expecting to hear when going into this movie. So yeah, Again, it was a delight to to hear all the songs included and how it, again how it plays into the character of yeah. just that high energy just in your face she knows what she is and just got to deal with it type thing. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I
0: think I think the I think overall I think the the story um for me was was uh, probably both a a huge positive um and then there's a little bit that I I have for well, for I, what didn't yeah. work, but I think just yeah. focusing on what did like this, this story is, is so truthful. It's so authentic. Like you were saying, Justin, it's, it's a story that needs to be out there. Uh, and it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing that we were able to get this movie. Um, and it, it sucks the things that they had to go through to get to this point. Um, but the fact that we've got a movie that is able to deliver this message in the way that it does um, on Netflix for kids is is fantastic well, for, and
3: all, I, audiences, I for all audiences I was gonna say yeah don't for say sure, that. sure <laughs> for sure
1: but the idea that like I look forward to the day that I can I can show this to my daughter right and have her see uh you know a story that isn't necessarily perpetuating um identity in a in in a more traditional way but in a, in a way that feels more authentic to today and to be clear I wasn't talking about story before I was talking about message because I think the message is very strong but I do think that the story, is a little clunky in terms of how it's structured with getting us that message i can appreciate the overall message that it's trying to say but i think that this this story as as a negative for me is that it it had it was a little too clunky towards the third act and it rapidly gets to a close i think it has a lot to do with a lot of people having their hands in this writing and and again maybe where this eight-year process might have might have been a bit of an issue and people coming in and, and dabbling that i think towards the end there there's just a moment that things just kind of really shift and then suddenly we're rushed to the end. And I don't know, like that to me is the only negative to this entire movie that is a, a, a massive success and a huge positive uh, is that it just felt narratively clunky.
3: I can understand how that could be the case also because I feel like they tackled so many different things in this movie themes Mm -hmm. i guess you could say that were incredibly important and as Mm -hmm. someone who just like was watching it to enjoy it Mm -hmm. i i felt it flowed well for me personally um Every single note that they were trying to touch on worked. <clears throat> um, every message they were trying to send hit it's there. Home. It hits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. I can understand though it being clunky because they were doing so much. There was a lot it's of pacing. Yeah. Plus, there was a lot of like mental health. There was a lot of societal and traditional um, issues that they were dealing with. It was very heavy on the amount of different messages they were sending. But I do think they successfully hit home with all of them in their own aspects. Whichever one you were connected with most, I'm sure that would have hit home with you most. Like for me watching it, the patriarchy stuff and the mental illness stuff really like that's home. what yeah. I focused on. I yeah. It hit home for me so much, and it was very influential. So I th- And I also just think it's crazy that this story was written 11 years ago. Yeah. That was a long time ago. We were not talking about this stuff 11 years ago. So, like, kudos to uh, the writer. I'm sorry, the guy Andy who wrote this. Andy Stevenson. Andy Stevenson. Yeah. What an incredible mind, like, to have that already that at the forefront of what you're yeah. writing is, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I have no negatives, but that's just me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I was just gonna say it'd be a matriarchy, not a patriarchy. I mean, thank you, recul- <laughs> <queens> and stuff <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> ruling.
1: Just yeah, it's true, right. <laughs> For sure, that makes sense. But makes sense. But again, I think the messaging, the, the the layers of of themes and messages that this movie has makes it relevant and makes it powerful. And to your point, Megan, everyone will connect with something from it because they will identify with something that 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 is being tackled in this movie. And to your point, it, it, it tackles it all really well. I think the way the story is structured, though, is yeah. the is the problem. And uh, again, it's, it's not necessarily all the stuff. I actually think that it perfectly balanced all those plates. It didn't leave any of those plates to just fall and shatter. They were all beautifully stacked throughout this movie. And even towards the end, when we get... Yet this very heartfelt moment, it all hits. It all ties up in a nice little bow. But getting us there, how it moved us through. In some places, yeah. it was very, very fun and energetic and fast, right? But then there was this sudden moment where just things shift, and I just didn't, I didn't understand the decision behind it. Um, and I think that was, I think it's just more of a, a structural issue and the clunkiness of of where maybe some of these movies may struggle, where they might just try to rush to get to that conclusion um, and wrap things up.
0: And it's kind of tough to to talk about that specific uh, moment that I know, Justin, that you're talking about uh, in that third act, because obviously we do want to stay spoiler free. Um, But when you when you see it again, I I think a lot of I think, unfortunately, a lot of people will notice it. Um, One thing that I want to just quickly clarify, though, like, again, I, I I think the fact that animation is a. Uh, medium not a genre it's a method for telling stories is absolutely true but I think the accessibility of animation for kids and this story being told in animation is what's so important right and that's the biggest thing there's so many kids that are going to jump on Netflix go over to the kids section and the fact that we've got these stories being told there is so important and so wonderful um, and I think that was well, just yeah. story that's what I wanted to just quickly clarify in yeah. terms of because trust me I'm a thirty five year old kid okay I'm watching all these <laughs> freaking animated movies sure um but no uh you know, I think just along the lines justin, um I do think yeah there there is a decision that is made by a character <laughs> in the third act um that just doesn't it actually doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't make any um, sense, unfortunately, and it's one of those things that until I talked to you, Justin, about it afterwards, I was like, I, I, I didn't see it, and then, and now I do. Um, and maybe after we're done this podcast, we'll we'll talk about it offline. Yeah, so you tell us. because you, you guys are like, there's nothing this this movie is wrong. Um, and if you feel that way, that's totally fine too. Don't, no, that's don't, fine. Don't and uh, honestly, yeah.
1: honestly, again, it was just literally I I it, for me to have such a noticeable like, man, this is a great movie, and then up to that point, it shifted. I'm like, wait, hold on, what? Right, like mm. that's where that's where it kind of changed for me, and I've, it happened twice. But we'll see, we'll see. I I still think though that rel- like everything about this movie, it's more of a success than it is anything else.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's gonna take for us to get for all of us to give it a five out of five for you to go see it, sure, I will. I won't, I, I won't actually, but I will if it means that you'll watch this movie because I think every single person, no, no everyone is, needs to watch, should it, yeah. watch yeah. this yeah. movie. Sorry, Darcy, go ahead.
2: Oh, and no, it's just uh, the. I feel like some of those those issues with the story Justin, may have come from the fact that they, they did do a lot of drastic changes from the source material. Yep. While mm-hmm. I haven't read it myself, I have done some research, and it, it seems like the story told originally by Andy Stephen in that, you know, comic format was very different and dealt with a lot more, you know unique storylines and tropes but it wouldn't really fit this the, the the message or the tone of this movie which is meant to be for a younger audience. There's a there's a whole poison plot line in the in the yeah. original story that might have been a bit too dark and I understand why they went a different way and that might be why this the, that change comes about in a new way in this movie that might be a bit uh grating I guess. So right. I, Again, a lot of it is because the, the, the source material is so good they wanted to adapt it in a fresh and unique way and, and that can sometimes lead to you know missing the point or that that build up to this, this character change.
0: And it could have been one of those decisions that potentially might have not been in their hands. again, it's mm-hmm. it's as we start to and this is you know as we're starting to uh, see more and more things going on with the writer's strike and, and different things happening around the world um, unfortunately. Um, but we're also I think a lot of us are learning about a lot of these true facts about the industry. And, and you know, I think one of the things with this movie, and especially how, again, there was different people involved that, that unfortunately didn't, it, it, it the movie died at one point. Um, but I think the other aspect to it was different. It's alive, though. It's different, alive. It's alive now. So but, alive. <laughs> but but, but cer- certain decisions may have been made that might have limited their ability to, as you're saying, Darcy, explore some of those paths. I will say, though, this movie it there there is a, a pretty dark uh, moment, moment in this movie. Yeah. It does get really dark, and um, it it made me ball my eyeballs out. Megan was I given know. a couple of <laughs> in the theater a few times. <laughs> like moved
3: my chair like I was crying so much. but
0: um, but it is it is so important. I think for 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 everyone to to experience this story so let's get listen we're we're just saying watch the movie at this point um so (laughs) let's get to our final thoughts um which uh we're gonna be rating this movie on a scale uh of one to five murders before breakfast tacos uh
3: i mean if this review didn't tell you i loved the movie every single aspect of it was incredible to me the story the the messages it was sending the character development the commentary on our society and you know things that we need to be talking about more in all ages um but then also on the art side of things it was so beautiful the color story of this movie the shape language the mm. um you know justin you pointed out the pink of her character of Nimona was really bright when she was vibrant and excited and thrashing through things but then really dull when she was going through something difficult and emotional and then that also changed around her there was a lot of contrast with greens and blues when her little pink was in the middle of the screen so I just as an artist was blown away but also as a fan of telling stories was also blown away i want to give this like a 10 out of (laughs) 5 but but i'm not gonna do that i will give this a 5 out of 5 murder before breakfast tacos
0: there you go five murders i did it five murders before (laughs) how many breakfast tacos though five breakfast tacos. Um, also five
3: breakfast 10 breakfast tacos tacos. five murders 10 breakfast breakfast tacos
0: tacos. got it okay excellent (laughs) darcy you feeling hungry uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, again, I really enjoyed
2: this movie. I'm a huge fan of animated stories. Uh, uh, you know, Adventure Time and Steven Universe are among the many shows that are designed for, or you know, aimed towards children, but tell these incredible stories and messages. And I feel like this movie lives up to like right there with it in terms mm-hmm. of an animated classic that is again aimed towards children, but is for all ages to enjoy because there are so many rich themes and messages. Told in a beautifully elegant way. Uh, while I do agree that the story does, you know, again, fumble a bit in the third act, that doesn't take away from the fact that these messages drive home and land so hard that coming out of it, like like you said, there is easily something I could connect to and I can understand all the other things that people might be drawn to for this movie. So for that, I'll be giving this one a strong 4.5 out of 5, uh, Murders Before Breakfast Tacos.
0: Delicious, delicious. You're going to put like, like blood, you're just going to drip the blood... Buckets of salsa. blood. yeah just yeah. buckets so of blood <laughs> delicious delicious i love it when she even when she says murder and her eyes turn into flames yeah, <laughs> yeah i know yeah, yeah so murder good. so things awesome. were metal things yeah were things are metal, metal. So well
1: good. you know what darcy i am totally with you you know namona is totally metal dude this is a animated film that feels special and feels very personal um i think that you know again Incredible job with the world building. Incredible job with the character design, um, and I think it carries on the themes that Andy Stevenson imbued in the original source material uh, for an audience of all ages that is relevant in today's world. Um, outstanding performances from from Chloe, Riz, and Eugene. I think they all intertwined. They all brought a sense of balance to this the story with you know uh, R- Ballister being you know lacking confidence. Eugene having overconfidence, and Chloe bringing this sense of mayhem and craziness to Nimona that just kind of brought the humor, the heart, and the honesty in a lot of ways. As I was mentioning before, I think parts of this movie are very, very confident in in so many ways, in its messaging, and its themes, in its in its visual style in the world building elements but yes it does suffer from narrative clunkiness but outside of all of that i think what i'm i'm really just happy about with this movie is that you know it's it the path for this production as we've talked about was we had so many challenges and you know to be here in this moment with this release through netflix and and, and a, uh studio working to bring this movie to everyone, to audiences everywhere. This is the underdog narrative that adds a layer of inspiration, you know, reminding us what determination looks like and the importance of telling stories that might go unheard. It's been a long journey, and I think it just adds a real layer of, of celebratory moment for Nimona. So a huge shout out to the entire animation studios behind this, the entire production team. They did such a great job. So I'm gonna be giving this one as well, 4.5 out of five murders. Before breakfast tacos,
0: Mm-mm. Did I get it right.
1: Did I get it right? You got, got it, it right. It. Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's See. break stuff. Um, I uh, I think for for myself, I think I'm I'm definitely high on this movie up there with you guys. I, I I it's it's one of those things where the the movie the the like you were saying, Justin, the the difficulties and struggles the movie goes through yeah. is is in parallel with yeah. what Namona goes through, and I I, yeah. I think that's it's it's. As as upsetting as that all had to be, that it happened, it's beautiful at the same time, and it's exactly wonderful here that we this movie, are. yeah, this yeah. movie, this movie's out, and and it's it's such a, a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful message and story, um, and visually, it's it's gorgeous. Um, I I think yeah, just as you're saying, the the third act a, a little clunky as we were talking about, um, but I, I also just think that it's it's one of those things where, you know, Nimona herself. Uh, is also uh not perfect and 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 you know no one no one is um but she is absolutely unabashedly uh Nimona. So I am I'm gonna be giving this movie four out of five uh breakfast tacos before murder murder before breakfast
3: you got it wrong Nate.
0: listen okay (laughs) just call me toddius and uh we'll fly out of here on our floating hover (laughs) hover horses (laughs) yeah bro bro and i love i love when when eugene does that line delivery of bro like back like bro yeah yeah so good so freaking good. Okay, this movie is great. Um, but that is it. We hope you enjoyed uh, this spoiler free review for Nimona. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. If you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this movie uh, or any of the shows or movies we cover, well, let me just shape shift into Justin to let you know how you can reach us. Well, they can
1: reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or they can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricYT or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Uh, oh, why was, was you shifting back? Why there? was Nate shifting
2: ship so moist? <laughs> I, I, <Justin laughs> I
1: just feel sometimes? like he would be, I just feel like he would, you know. Roll jellify
0: a little bit of <laughs> exactly. jelly. i got a little i got a little cushion you know i'm kind of like a a, a rhinoporos or whatever he says oh my God. Um, <laughs> keep in mind we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies tv shows uh including our recent spoiler free reviews for indiana jones and the dial of destiny wes anderson's asteroid city elemental the flash uh and the first two episodes of marvel's uh, marvel studio's secret invasion which um, we've also got a, a ton of interviews. We got an interview, um, for instance, if you're into animated projects, uh, the director of Elemental, uh, Peter Sohn, Justin had the chance to sit down uh, with him. Justin also sat down with uh, the some, a, a couple of folks from Marvel Studios' Secret Invasion, uh, Kingsley Benadir and Ali Saleem. Uh, and uh, we got even more Justin interviews uh, with the cast, directors, and creator of of Nimona coming very soon Uh, I had the chance to watch these interviews and let me just tell you uh are also some five out of five uh murders before tacos i'll tell you what um so i definitely I'm glad you gave him
1: five out of five is not four out of five
0: yeah. <laughs> listen i thought that the third act of each interview was great um but uh but yeah if you want to check out those interviews you can definitely do so on our youtube channel youtube.com slash geekcentric uh, but you can also listen to them on your podcast service of choice click subscribe if you haven't already on all the things leave a like leave a five-star review and if you want to chat with us directly um about this movie or about you know maybe during our weekly watch club of secret invasion you want to share us your secret theory secrets uh you can do so by hopping into the discord the link is in uh our podcast description so please do we'd love to chat with you love to know what you think um but uh yeah Megan Justin Darcy thank you so much for joining me for today's episode and as we say love ya Laters. Bye. Peace, bro.